You're listening to Highlights from One Planet podcast interview with Yolanda Kakabatse, environmental conservationist and activist. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Getting into the environmental field was totally accidental. From childhood, we had always been lovers of nature. My parents always took us children to climb mountains, to beaches, to lakes, to forests and everything. But I studied educational psychology. So nothing to do with environment at that time. And then with a group of friends, we created this environmental group, the first one for Ecuador, called Fundación Natura. I started volunteering and writing letters to very strange organizations like WWF, requesting books and publications and information about environmental issues. Not being a scientist or a specialist in any environmental field allowed me to look at the big picture, allowed me to look into something that no one else was working on in Ecuador in the 70s and 80s that was environmental policy. I mentioned that working in Fundación Natura allowed me to go beyond Ecuador because the geography is not the same as the political frontiers that we draw on a map. It was natural to link with the neighboring countries. Moving into a role of government was a fantastic move because it allowed me to see Ecuador not from the perspective of an NGO, but from the perspective of a government that had responsibilities on NGOs, on the agenda of the government, on the agenda of the private sector, of indigenous peoples, of um, north and south and east and west of our country. The moment you realize you are a citizen, you also need to accept that you have to be an agent of change. I think the word participation is absolutely key. And we find in Latin America, but in all continents, that very often we have governments that curtail the capacity of citizens to be active, that tell the population to wait for change, to be passive, to let the government do their job. They have to define the rules and let the the society participate, invite the citizens to be active. This is a a dynamic where you need government and the private sector and society and academia and media and education, the education sector, all all of them to contribute to the solutions. I, I find that circular economy is a response of society to being more responsible with resources and uh, in the shaping of a world. I can speak for Ecuador. We used to build infrastructure on the side of the rivers to prevent flooding instead of managing the upper part of the water basin to see why the floods were created and how to protect the forests at the upper part of the basin. 
building walls of cement to prevent flooding is no response. The normal citizen has access to information today that he didn't have very few years ago. And that information is telling the consumer, you should not consume this because it damages the environment. And the consumer is taking action. So many producers have seen their operation and their products being rejected by society. The differences between countries are big, but understanding Latin Americans' behavior towards life, towards uh, nature, towards uh, production, towards family and the relationship between different sectors of society is something very important in order to establish or to understand conflict. Creating a model of managing conflicts was not all that difficult once you understood how each one of these sectors operate. What we need to do in order for every actor to be aware of what was happening around them and what sort of dialogue was necessary in order to strengthen processes that would benefit all and not only me. We are evolving all the time in seeking solutions. Capitalism that is within most of the countries in this planet can be a good one or be a terribly destructive one. There is no perfect one. But the importance is in being always aware that it can be better, that we need to evolve in order to construct and change. Uh, these principles that we adopted in our constitutions about the right of nature, they were not there the day before. Rethinking is an everyday challenge. It is not something that you define, we will rethink in June 2022 in a meeting. No. It should happen all day by individuals and governments, multilaterals, global governance, rethinking about the real risks to humanity. How can we strengthen alliances between countries and between sectors of society? I don't see changes, important changes in the planet where only one sector contributes. It can preach, but action will take place only if different sectors of society come together with their own strengths that combine with the interests of others. I was, used to be so pessimistic or so depressed some 30, 40 years ago when a medical doctor did not understand what was agrochemical pollution, or an engineer did not consider whether uh, a tree had more value standing than being cut down, or an economist didn't understand the, the economics of the natural resources. Today in universities, these uh, concepts are being worked and taught and discussed. One of the reasons why we haven't been able to overcome many of the climate crises 
um, factors is because people don't understand what it means. Usually when we hear these experts speak about uh, climate crisis, at least me, I don't understand nine-tenths of, of the speech or the, the document. But simplifying the message, allowing that difficult scientific knowledge to become popular language. As you reflect on, you know, your you know, personal memories about the beauty and wonder of the natural world, even as it might be difficult sometime pushing through as an environmentalist, just tell us about what you appreciate about this planet. People. I find that an ecosystem is not at all attractive if I don't meet the people who live in it, who can explain it, who can demonstrate its values, and that shows from within why is it important? Why has nature shaped him or her? So for me, the most important thing in visiting different parts of the world is meeting the local community that depends on that ecosystem and that gives it reason for existence that gives it the real inner value. But as you can imagine, I have had opportunities to see many parts of the world, the human being, make it worthwhile visiting. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you would like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.